0: hello everybody this episode that you're about to listen to was filmed almost exactly two years ago back in 2019 on the set of a quiet place 2 i'm interviewing kyle woods who was our stunt coordinator on this movie this episode is so funny to me it's so cool and it's really special because we filmed it while we were actually on set shooting the movie Throughout this episode, Kyle's gonna talk about how he got into the industry. He's gonna share all these crazy stories about, you know, some of his concussions. He talks about his awards, how he started this company. And he also gives a lot of insight into how anybody can get into this industry if they wanna work in the stunts department. He even talks about money, how much they make. So, this is a really cool episode. It's fun. You guys can tell he's, you know, super hyper, super active. Um, It's just a really cool episode. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you take something from it. And again, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the Crew Only Podcast. My name is Jasmine Porter, a freelance television and film professional. Each episode, I'll bring you a unique crew member from a different department to discuss their role in making a film. We'll give you exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and advice on how you can get your start, too. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to The Crew Life. Hello everybody, this is Jocelyn Porter, and you're listening to another episode of the Crew Only Podcast. And right now we're actually on set in the trailer, but I'm sitting here talking to Kyle Woods, and I'm honestly super excited, guys, because this is the first time that I've been able to talk to somebody from the stunt department. And when I tell you guys some of the things that they do, I kinda just can't imagine it. It's honestly so crazy. But Kyle, thank you so much for joining me Thanks today. For and me. Taking the time to run over here to <laughs> talk with me on my podcast. How are you?
1: Great. Great! Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. I know we had a little minute. Uh, he was like, "We can do it right now." We got a little bit of time yeah, before it gets. It's a last done. minute thing. For yeah, sure. exactly. So I kind of just want to talk um, to you really quickly because again, we don't know how much time we have. Um, just tell us a little bit about um, you know stunts in your company and how you got into the
1: industry. Well, I mean, first of all, to make it basic, you know, I'm a stunt man. Um, I own half of a company called Fifty One Fifty Action. We're an action production company. So basically, what that means is that we produce action from the smallest piece whether it's just hiring stunt people and having them do what they do or all the way from you know creating a scene and directing the scene.
0: Wow, so you guys so like you guys have worked on Transformers You guys Just did the bad boy You guys have worked On some really Really big projects yeah. So when we're watching Those stunt scenes Is that the director Planning that Or is that you guys Actually coordinating What's going to be Happening in those Stunt it, scenes it, it
1: goes both ways So sometimes the director Knows exactly what he wants And he'll just say You know Say for instance Helicopter comes in Guy falls out of a helicopter And crashes into a building you know it sometimes is that cut and dry and so we're the ones that just physically set that up and make it happen other times like Michael Bay likes to do this he'll say I want something great you know Gunther Woods make this happen just give me something cool 50 people they all need to die and we're like okay And you
0: have to kind of figure and then, that out yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that's really cool then because like you said you're kind of actually now directing
1: in a way and that's what my partner Mike does he's he's more the he's more the action director and I'm more like his right-hand man the guy that sets things up physically makes it happen If he says you know Guys need to fly out of a 50-story building, hit the ground, and get run over by a taxi. I'm the guy to physically make that happen.
0: Wow. So right now we're on the set of a quiet place, too. Are you doing more of just is John kind of telling you guys this is what he wants to happen, or are you guys kind of coming up with it's, some of those scenes? It,
1: he's allowing us to be a lot more creative. You know, okay. he's saying he'll friends instance say, hey, the monster comes in here. Kills a guy there, kills a guy there, kills a guy there. Make it cool, and that's kind of the notes, you know. And so then it's mm-hmm. up to us to decide if we want the guy to flip in the air, if we want the guy to roll in the air, if we want the guy just to hit the ground and slide. You know, we do all that kind of stuff.
0: Do You enjoy doing that, or I do, do you have a preference? No, no,
1: I do. I really enjoy. You like it. being creative, uh, is really what keeps me in this business, you know. Yeah. Because the reality is, uh, the job in the movie industry is really cool, but but the way I kind of look at it is like it's make believe. Mm-hmm. You're making pretend happen, you know. So after a while, even though it's really really fun, after a while you're like, eh, whatever. But when someone gives you the option of, like, hey, make it as cool as you want, then it's like, okay, now i like to do it again.
0: Yeah. Do you think – I've seen online that they've been trying to get stunt people or stunt coordinators, I guess, uh, nominated at the Oscars. Yeah. How do, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, I'm probably uh, opposite of everybody else in that whole thing. You think thing. no? Yeah. Okay, I'm not really why? into it, and here's why. I don't think anyone should win an award for just showing up to work and doing your job. If your job is a stunt coordinator or stuntman – you are, you are supposed to do the craziest action possible as your job. It's what you do. Why should you win an award when someone else already wrote the script, had it all planned out, and you're just doing what you're told? I don't think you should win an award for that at all.
0: But then- Acting,
1: though, is art. Mm-hmm. Stunts is not an art. Stunts is, is making an action happen.
0: But what about when you say that you guys, for the stunt coordinators who have that ability to direct a scene? Right. What do you think about that? Because then you're not just, they're not just telling you what to do. You're actually developing that and coming up with it on your own. Yeah, but I think, well,
1: that's still, I think whoever is coming up with it is still only doing a piece of the puzzle. Mm. You have to hire everybody else. Everybody else has to work out. Not just stunts. It could be effects, it could be camera department. Everybody has to come together for that. You know, it's not just stunts.
0: Yeah. Do you, so you're, because I guess the stunt people, even though the face obviously is the actor or actress, but the people who are doing those scenes isn't really them. Not all the time.
1: True. It's a lot of times, you, the thing is, and, it, and it, a lot of people say that, you know, so-and-so does his own stunts. It's not that they can't do their own stunts. It's that it's just We don't not,
0: want to get hurt because then. There's no reason to hurt them
1: in something yeah. stupid. Yeah, because then the movie actually has to stop. The yeah. stunt double, unfortunately, hey, you're replaceable. There's going to be another guy in the same costume tomorrow. We can't
0: replace the face. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So so you, you do want to limit... A lot of times the, the actors are just as physically talented as the stunt people, but you just want to limit their risk. You
0: know? Yeah, it totally... Because before I got into the industry, I was like, why do they just have the actors? And I'm like... If they break their toe or something, like, hundreds of people, like, what are we supposed (laughs) to do Stop production? And, like, it's it's a major thing. So now I really understand why and the importance of having stunt people and stunt doubles for sure. So can you tell us a little bit about how if someone wants to work in stunts, you know, how they can go about doing that or what you need, what kind of, you know, qualifications you need to have to be a stunt person? There's
1: no actual licensing or anything that needs to happen, which is, is strange, actually, and that should happen at some point. Um, I think the Europeans are way more together because they do have like this apprenticeship that you need to go through oh, wow. the Americans don't but the what for sure just as a person you need to be typically you're a wild man or you're just some kind of a you know I hate to say it but like a jackass type what guy growing up well i was a, I was a uh, motorcycle stunt rider mm-hmm. um, I mean I'll tell you that story afterwards but as far as for getting in um, you, you have to have some kind of action background that makes you want to do that since you're young you know a yeah. long long time ago or people are gymnasts you know or high divers or whatever there's there's two ways to get in there's There's either working your way up as an extra or an actor and you get enough days to become SAG eligible. Mm -hmm. You join the SAG union and then you can start networking with people and get in. Or you have a special talent that they need, which is how I got in. I was a motorcycle stunt rider and they needed a guy to crash motorcycles. And I was like, well, hell yeah, if you're paying me because I do it all the time by accident.
0: (laughs) So I'll get the money for it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then when I did a couple TV shows and then a movie, I was like, wow, this is a career. Like, you know, people have health insurance, pension plans. I had none of that stuff. Wow. You know, so I was able to get myself in that way. And then I realized, okay, it's time for me to change. Because I, I was a uh, six-time national champion, two-time world champion, but for what? For motorcycle stunts, street what? bike freestyle, yeah. But wow,
0: Kyle, Congrats. Th- that's how I got in.
1: But like, had a lot of fame in that industry, but zero money. It was like I, I was I was on top of the world, absolutely number one in the world, and could barely pay my rent. So you're kidding? I, yeah, it's a true story. So. Then when I got in the movie industry, I was like, well, I'm getting paid a lot of money to people do something. People don't know me, but I'm making lame. bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, my priorities need to change a little I bit. I'd rather make some money. <laughs> yeah, because I'm over the fame without fortune, you know. Yeah. I'd rather have the fortune without fame is what I realized later in life.
0: There was somebody, I can't. it was an actress, I think, and I can't remember their name. It could have been an actor. But they were like, the worst thing is, you know, being famous and people seeing you a, out and about. And maybe you're like in a car on a bus, but you're flat broke. Yeah. Because they think you yeah. just have all this yes. money. You're like, yes. I don't have any money. I'm famous, but I ain't got no money to go yeah. along with it. So yeah. it's kind of like, nah, I'd rather it sucks. It, some money. it sucks
1: because, like, you know, we work with Wahlberg on Transformers. And, like, you know, he's a normal guy. He wants to hang out and eat with the crew and all that stuff. But if we're at a place where the rest of the public can see you eating, now there was, like, you know, there's paparazzi, there's 50 people with cameras, and they'll scream, Mark, Mark. And, like, he can't even have a meal yeah, with the rest of the crew. Yeah, he can't enjoy it. It's like... You, if you get too famous, you get stuck in a box, and now all of a sudden you can't live your life. So you need a lot of money to be able to buy out a club if you want to go to a club. I and never you, thought
0: of it like that. And you
1: still have to just fill the club with your friends, so you're still stuck in this weird little and prison. you're
0: the one spending all the money, you, too. Yeah, because your friends aren't paying for it. No, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no. it's like, I never thought of it like that, though. Like, the more famous, I guess, you need to have more money because you need to, like... Find a way to have that privacy, in a sense, to kind of keep that normalization going. I mean, I
1: think that's half the reason why you hear, like, randomly, you hear about, you know, so and so going crazy, you know, actors, actresses, like this guy does something crazy, that guy does something crazy. They can't be normal. What? They definitely can't be normal. But it's also their whole life is kind of like cabin fever. They're cooped cooped up in the one house with the same people, the same clubs. You can't just go crazy. I'd blow my house up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it when he says that, guys. I wouldn't put it past him at all. Like he probably would too. (laughs) For sure. Um, so can you share about, you know, like working on that? Because I'm really excited for Bad Boys to it's, come that was out. was a fun movie. So can you, you know, share some stories with us? Just how was Will? How was Martin? What was that like chemistry like with them Will is back?
1: awesome. Martin is awesome. Uh, Will, though, has this personality that is, it's contagious. Are
0: you up on the social media, like Instagram no, and stuff? I don't stuff? do any of that. He's really big on there. Like he got on a couple years ago. And when I tell you all his social media videos, it's crazy. So we really get to see more of his personality. He, that. It is
1: huge. He walks in the room and you, you know it. You feel it. Every, you know it. Like, yeah. he just walks in and he's like, yo! And like, he commands the whole place. Yeah. But he's such a nice guy. He's like, he's happy. He's I've always happy he's to really see everyone. Nice. He's like, like, always positive, uplifting. He's always supportive of anything. And he's just... He will make you want to be better without even really interacting with him. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's How was it
0: watching him and Martin together?
1: Uh, it was, they're they're good together. The tough part about Martin is his back was hurt throughout a lot of the movie. Really. So it, you're trying to put together this action movie, and that was really that was a really tough thing to do because. You have Will, who's a physical specimen, and then you have Martin with a bad back, right? And so they're <laughs> He's great together. But, the yeah, but it's hard to whip together a fight scene or anything like that with these two people, and it's really, really difficult, yeah. it's super challenging. Did
0: but Martin have use more like stunt doubles than Will did? We had would- to,
1: yeah, and so yeah. a lot of it was shot on his back and stuff like that. Now Martin was game to do it as long as he, you know, Could. didn't hurt his back. But there's your back is everything, you know. Yeah. If you got to hurt back, everyone's everyone's pulled back, out. you know. At some point, yeah, you, there's not a lot you can do. So yeah, it was funny, but man, their their dynamic on camera was great. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: For that one, would you say it was more of because Michael Bay didn't you know direct no, no, this? No. So were you guys actually you and Gunther were you guys directing these scenes, or did the directors say this is what we want, just make it happen?
1: Uh, well, the directors. So there's there's two directors. Was two of them, right? There's two directors. They were great guys, and um and and their own wheels insta. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I bet. Yeah, those guys are awesome. We got along really really good with them. Super good. creative guys. And Gunther was a second-unit director, so he did a lot of the second-unit directing. But also on first unit, you know, we'd be collaborating with things. And it was like uh, my partner Mike wasn't necessarily the director at the time, but it was just as if he'd be right next to him, like, hey, put the camera here. I think this is better there. You know, and you had to kind of coach the other directors. You have to kind of teach people action because you can't just put a camera anywhere and expect to see something cool. Yeah. It doesn't really work like that. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors and where you see a fight or you know where the camera can be in relationship to a punch, all kinds of things that have to come into play. And so Gunther helped them with that but but the directors themselves they were they're geniuses they're great guys
0: yeah what has been your favorite projects to work on you know being as maybe a stunt person and as a a coordinator
1: hmm wow that's a good question they're they're all different animals um i think i love working with michael bay because it's mayhem and madness they call it bayham they've coined that term just because it's so crazy all the time and uh I think I work well under pressure. So does my business partner. And the crazier things get, the more fo- you know, focused we can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I is like. Is it because really, he
0: lets you guys kind of just? create Well, your that own? And, and
1: then technically, what you're doing is death-defying stuff. It's like every single stunt. Uh, well, for instance, you remember, like, say, for instance, the bar scene that we did here on Quiet Place, mm-hmm. where the guys are flying through. Yeah. That's every day. Or in day, Akron. The Akron, Yeah, that's every single day on a Bay film, times ten sometimes. Right. So like, what we did there was fun. It was just fantastic, phenomenal action. But it would be that, and then lunchtime, and then you'd be doing the scene that we did uh, in Dunkirk, you know, the guys flying the there. The
0: flying, yeah, that was crazy. And you'd
1: finish it off with the stuff that we did in the marina, and that would be every single day. So you're, you're such a heightened sense of awareness. That, and Do
0: you enjoy that I more? I love it,
1: love it, yeah.
0: You're crazy. Th-
1: well, here's the deal, like, and some people understand it, some people don't, but I was, when I was young, I was diagnosed, like, ADD, ADHD, and, like, uh, school was terrible, like, I kicked out of everything, it and was, the, I could never keep my mind on anything, but later in life, when I was, I started skateboarding, and I, and I realized that when... Right in the middle of when I'm about to do a trick, all I focus on is exactly what's happening right then and there. And so then I was like, oh, I like that. And so I kept chasing that excitement. And then it got into motorcycles and it got into everything else. And now in the movie industry, that's the only thing I can focus on is when things are crazy.
0: Do you feel like, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but when they diagnose kids with that, it just means that maybe they need to structure them or give them another outlet that it doesn't mean just sit down, read a book. They need to find something else, like something super active that you said helped you focus more. 100%.
1: It's typically super smart kids that are not challenged. It's typically what happens there. Mm -hmm. And, And not everybody in life goes with the flow. They want you to go with the flow. Your brain doesn't think like that. I guarantee you Einstein was ADHD. Yeah. All those people who invented everything that we deal with today are absolutely that same way. They but didn't go they with the were flow. able they did not go with the flow. That's why they came up with great products and awesome things and great inventions. But had they have gone with the flow, we wouldn't have half the things we have. So you yeah. need those people and unfortunately, just the way I think the school system works it's and not whatnot, it's just not it. set up to deal with it. Yeah. You know? But also learning being the person with ADD and ADHD Learning to deal with other people that don't want you to be a certain way helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's fine. Hello. What's happening? They wrap me. Oh, copy that. You need anything? Nope, we're good. Good. Thank you. I'll see you in the morning. morning. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What would make a a difficult project to work on?
1: Oh, okay. Difficult stuff is... um, Is
0: it like the director or is it actually the stunts?
1: Well, a lot of things. The director... Nitpicking directors are some of the hardest people to work with. Nitpicking in ways of like say for instance there'll be a scene and, uh, and and we're in a bar, the bar explodes and a guy goes flying and they want the guy to tumble out through the window, right? Mm-hmm. So we rig this thing up, the guy's on wires, we yank him out through the window, then and then the director sees it, boom, we shoot it, you know, get away with it, nobody's get nobody gets hurt. And the director will be like, uh, but I you know I want his arms to be above his head when he flies in the air and then you're like, What? Are you freaking kidding me? Like <laughs> This guy's flying through the air, exploding glass. You want glass him to make whole... sure
0: his arm is up, right? Behind. You
1: want—that's what you care about, his arm being up. And so you'll do it again because you want to please him. And then you be like, "Well, next time, can we try a leg out a little more?" And you're like, "Listen, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. At some point, you got to put it down." can you like, say we no. We so... do, yeah, we do. And it makes them mad. And then they're like, well, "I want a new stunt coordinator. Okay, go ahead. Gotta ahead get somebody." Who are you gonna get better? Right, bring him in tomorrow. Yeah, you know? what? <laughs> but it's just some people in their head. There uh, we call them uh, picture straighteners because that's really what it is. It's like. The... I I think and just I'm not gonna ever name any names by the way, but what I think is that when they see something, they're not sure if it's good, so they keep just adjusting it a little bit. Yeah, and that's okay. But the idea is action isn't the key player. The actor is the key player. The action is a byproduct of the scene. It's just mm. it's the so seasoning maybe don't focus. on the stake. Yeah. So don't focus on that. As long as what needed to happen happens and it's spectacular, who cares the way people aren't zooming
0: in? Uh, you might have those weird. people Well, yeah, you do have a lot of
1: those weird people, but who cares? They're not the, not the ones that are really buying all the yeah, tickets. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, cute share with us a little bit about before that what's been like your worst you don't have to say the director name but the worst project
1: well then you'll know who the director is if i say the worst project it,
0: it doesn't mean it was because of them though I or am, you can say something super long ago where it doesn't matter i am matter too
1: involved in the political food chain to be able to answer that unfortunately okay. but That's i do fine. have we'll some i do have some and there are some and i'd love to be able to share it but you uh, never go back You yeah can't, uh, sometimes
0: you just gotta <laughs> set you gotta steer clear away from it um can you tell us, like, once somebody gets in and they start, what is typically, you know, the pay, kind of how does that work? Not for you so, guys. You guys have a whole company, but...
1: Yeah, so so uh, stunt people get paid really, really well, I think. Um, the, I think so, too. The SAG pay starts at about $3,600 a week for mm-hmm. a weekly contract. I forget what the daily is. It's like 960 bucks a day or something like that. Um, and then there's so much more to it. So you get, say, for instance, on a weekly contract, you're getting paid for 40 hours. Whether you work them or not, you get paid the whole 40 hours. Um, so they own you for that week but now if you work more than 40 hours you start getting overtime then time and a half then double time and there's yeah. a lot more math to it but the least on a weekly you'd make is 3600 bucks. on an average shooting day you shoot 10 to 12 hours a day and if you're there all the time you end up making usually like with no stunt adjustments like a $5,000 paycheck sometimes 7 depending on yeah. how much overtime you get which is phenomenal now stunt adjustments what ha- what that is is when you do a stunt and it's dangerous
0: me you the stunt more, coordinator right?
1: yeah, I'll, I'll say hey you know, you crash through that window. It's potentially dangerous. I'm going to give you, like, basically hazard pay, kind of. and But I can decide how much that is. So let's say we're going to throw you down that flight of stairs. Every time you do it, I'll say to myself, all right, I'm going to give her an extra $500 every time Every time? time? Do yeah. I, and I just say that to myself. So if the director wants to keep going, keep going. At some point, I have to go, dude, hey, dude.
0: Does production know, though? Like, did you tell the, li- the producer that they're going to have to pay this person that many times they roll down the stairs? That's
1: just the way it is. That's the way in the business it is. Yeah, they know it. Yeah, they get it. But... It's it's there's also a, t- a point where I have to step in and go, hey, that's too much. No, we're not doing it again. Well,
0: now because it's gonna, it's just. But dangerous. not even for the
1: money, just for the person. You yeah. know, Because yeah, it's just hurting them, and, and like you can do, you know, you fall down stairs, it hurts a little. And as a stunt man, you you're gonna get banged up, you're gonna get bruises for sure. But you're, the idea is to not get injured. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want real injuries. So, but no matter what you do, you fall on the stairs. But if you do that twenty five times, I guarantee you're gonna break something. You're gonna get hurt. At some point, you're gonna.
0: Have you had any really bad injuries with people working with you guys? Not
1: too much. On uh, uh, this show, we had two unfortunate incidents. One girl cracked her tailbone. Yeah. And
0: In Dunkirk. In Dunkirk. The yep. yeah. And
1: another guy uh, tweaked his knee and, like, tweaked his ACL on his was knee. Was that
0: when he was on the car?
1: Uh, no, no, no. The car oh. guy was okay. The, that was the guy flying over the fire.
0: Oh, and, I assumed it was the car guy because the one time he did that and I was like, I think, I think he messed up something.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he didn't, didn't say it, you know, cause that's another thing with a lot of stunt guys. They just bite their tongue and yeah. just deal with it. You know, it's kind of a, the macho-ness of it all.
0: It looks so, I mean, it is real, but it, it looks so real when I was watching it. Literally, you guys can't see me, but my eyes like got <laughs> so big and I was like, oh. I was like, how is it? Cause it's a real car. Like he's if you guys, I'll just explain a little bit. Like he's flying through, and he lands on a car yeah. and he rolls off.
1: Yeah, smashes and the windshield. He like yeah. smashes, yeah. and
0: this is a real car, a real yeah. windshield. I'm like, nah, this this has gotta hurt.
1: It does hurt, and that's the thing. Is like those guys are trained. A good stuntman is trained how to fall and how to make it look nasty, but also hide the fact Not that hurt. you're kind of stopping yourself. And so you obviously you have to wear pads, elbow pads, knee pads, a back protector. Um, and they're on a thing. In that scene she's talking about, they're on a thing called an air ram, which is uh, it, picture. It looks a, like a treadmill. a reverse mousetrap almost where it'll fling you up. So when you step on one piece of it, it flings you like a catapult and you use that and you fly in the air, you know, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 20 feet high. And then you land on top of whatever object you're aiming at. And in this case, this guy was running, hits that, goes flying. And it's a scene as if the creature swatted him and smashed him. And then he flips over and smashes on the, on the windshield of a car. It's a real car. It's a real windshield. It's real everything. You're, it's all real. You're gonna go into the glass. It is what it is. So is there
0: training? Like, do you, how how early do you guys start practicing the scene?
1: For that, for the scene, or for the fall in general? For
0: the scenes.
1: Um, well, the way we typically do it is, uh, we don't really. I mean, a couple hours before is really all we need to do. Depending on how big it is. If it's if it's air rams, it's really about the air awareness of the person hitting the air ram. Okay. And so we'll say, hey, you're gonna hit a car. The guy automatically knows, okay, I need to turn and hit it with my back and elbow. Because he already
0: knows how to do it.
1: Because he already knows how to do that. Okay. Because we will have it rehearsed, and you try different things. You try headers, you try you know face-offs, and those are all different moves on how you land. And then you just know, like, if I say, hey, you're going to hit a car, they go, oh, I'm not going to hit it with my face, no way, right? Yeah. So they're going to flip over and hit with their back, you know? But that's because they have good air awareness. They can flip and move in the air and do whatever they need to do.
0: What is something that you think people don't really know about, you know, stunt people? Or misconceptions?
1: Oh, they do. Oh, 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 people that don't know about stunt people, yeah, okay, here's a really big thing. A lot of people think that stunt people are fearless. I get that all the time They're like you're not afraid of anything. I'm like, no, 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 I'm afraid of probably more than you are. I just mm-hmm. don't let the fear control me. that I'm just as scared if I get up on a you know rooftop and look over the edge. I hate that. Yeah, but I can't let it control me. My job is to do dangerous things and get in weird situations. you know, be able to stand there and not panic when a car's coming at you at 50 miles an hour and you're just standing there. You
0: that know? happens? Oh, yeah, that
1: happens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you name the craziest thing. What movie thing, is that? You name the craziest thing. There was a there. Uh, I forget the name of the movie. It was up in Boston, I remember. But there was a scene where it was pouring rain, and a car comes flying down, and it's supposed to stop right before it gets to the guy. And the guy's walking across the street. and there, At
0: 50 miles per hour?
1: One of the cars goes by and passed. So he walks, and the car's coming at him and right behind him at 50 miles an hour. And that guy has to trust that the car's going to go by. He also has to trust the next guy's going to stop on time. And it's those little things. Also, as the coordinator, you really have to worry about who you put in the driver's seat. You know, yeah. Because there's also a lot of so being the coordinator, you can hire whoever you want. And there's a lot of uh, friends. that are like, dude, just give me a job, bro. Throw me in. And they're like, I was just driving. It's no big deal. You like no. You want to hook them up? You're like, yeah. But then all of a sudden, it's in the rain, fifty miles an hour, right behind the actor, and you're like, I don't think I want to hook you up now. (laughs) That's not a good idea. That was not the time.
0: Maybe something smaller, but definitely not doing that. Wow, I thought so the fear—the
1: fear, the fear thing—is sh- is a big thing that people a misconception. The second misconception is that they think we're daredevils, and a daredevil is the opposite of a stuntman. A daredevil is someone who goes out, does something really crazy, goes way too big, and and like just does it for the thrill of that one scene. A stuntman is someone who makes it look big, but the idea is to not get hurt, to be able to go home. It's just trained. a job. You're trained to do it. You're going to do exactly what you need, uh, because there's you know there's also people, especially in car wreck scenes, where like. People that adrenaline take over and they crash the car too hard. Well, that may or may not matter depending on what the story is. If it's the hero car, meaning like the main actor is supposed to be in the car, and, and then the scene is he's driving down, you know, looks at his text message, swerves the wrong way and crashes into a parked car. Well, his character is supposed to get out, so it's not supposed to be like this massive, you know, eighteen yeah. wreck or whatever. So it has to be just a small wreck. And if, as long as the stunt guy can keep himself under control and just chill out and do the wreck he's supposed to, that's a good stunt guy. Other people get a little bit daredevilish and they'll floor it and they're like, oh, it was about the wreck. Those are the same people because they wanted the big wreck for them. The same ego stroke are those same people that are pushing to get awards for stunts. Yeah, It's just an ego stroke. It's like, who cares? Do your job. Show up and do it right and go home.
0: Do you still do any stunts now or are you just strictly I like to do big
1: car crashes.
0: You still do that? I love them.
1: Yeah, I love big car when crashes. What was the last
0: one that you did? Uh, let's see. Wait, are you the one driving? Driving or? the
1: car. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one, a huge, huge on uh, Transformers, uh, I don't know, four, I think. I did this huge rear cannon, which a cannon is where there's this black powder explosive in the back of the car, and when you hit the button, the car flips up in the air, it went through a semi-truck, it landed on the ground, and another car smashed into me. Those kind of big rollovers. um, The last Transformers after that, I did another cannon, the Bumblebee, I did another cannon. You Um, drove
0: the Bumblebee
1: car? No, 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 another Bumblebee car, it was another car in the background, like like uh, military cars. But I just love big car crashes. I don't know why I just really get into that just because it's so big and dangerous looking. But even that, when you set it up properly, it's not like you get in a car crash going home from work. You're set up with a helmet, a five-point harness. You have a roll cage. You know, you have yeah. wrist restraints because that's another big thing. When you're flipping cars, you get you can get knocked out as a stuntman. It happens, right? And so you'll be knocked out. And if the window breaks... Wait, what do you mean? When In the car, when you crash it, you get knocked out sometimes. <laughs> so here's the thing. When you're doing cannons, right? Like I said before, there's there's a a there's a... Um, there's a uh, black powder uh, charge underneath the car. That's an explosion. It's literally a bomb. And you have taped to your hand, usually a, a, f- a button, like you're a freaking, like you're, like you, you know, I don't know, like a suicide bomber or something. So you're in this thing, and you have a helmet on and all that. And you're holding the steering wheel with one hand, and then you have this suicide bomb in your other hand. And when you hit it, it really does feel you have to. W- what I do when I hit it is I pull myself forward and I exhale everything as ah! the time I hit it because there's so much force and concussion from that blast. That if you hold your lungs, it can usually knock you out. And if you're not, like, gritting your teeth, it'll knock you out just from your jaw hitting So you just
0: leg. passed out in the car.
1: So that happens, right? So you'll be knocked out and the car's rolling. So if you don't have a wrist restraint on your hand, what happens to some people is their arm goes out the window because the car's rolling, you know? Yeah. And then car crushes yeah. your arm. You can lose it. You can break it.
0: So that's why they do So you it. have a
1: wrist restraint. So when you're knocked out, it can't get all the way up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're just over there doing jazz hands yeah. and you can't get all the way up. <laughs> Has that happened to you before? Oh, yeah. I've been knocked out many times, yeah I mean, like, injuries-wise, and most of these, though, I should say, came from the motorcycle world. I've had 13 concussions, broken ribs, broken neck and back, uh, both collarbones. One of them's still detached, by the way. It's kind of it's annoying as hell.
0: Does it hurt
1: yeah, Well, so when I sleep on it, mm-hmm. or if I carry too much in that arm for too long, yeah, it hurts. Um, but, you know, all my fingers and toes uh, had road rash everywhere. It's just a lot of injuries, you know, and, and uh, you just kind of get used to it. You just yeah. kind of get banged up. It is what it is. But the getting the, the knocked out, at, you know, when you... Or doing car that. crashes. I mean, it happens. It's whiplash is a dangerous thing. It'll get you.
0: I just yeah. can't believe that. So one of a couple last things before we wrap up is how did you um, and Gunther meet and form this company?
1: Um. So so. Fifty one fifty. Yeah. So so Gunther called me a long, well, you know, many many years ago, almost fourteen or so years ago, and uh, he got my number through another guy. Basically, he was he was directing and hosting a TV show uh, about reenacting stunts, and mm-hmm. it was it was a show on MTV. And so he calls and says, he goes, hey, I need a guy to do some motorcycle stunts. And he's like, and I, you know, you came highly recommended from other stunt guys and blah, blah, blah. And, but he, you know, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And he goes, he goes, so I need a guy to do a wheelie, you know, on a motorcycle. I'm like, sure. And he goes, but can you do a stoppy, which is like an endo for other people who don't know. And he goes, can you come and do a stoppy?" And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, but I need you to sit over the handlebars and do it right next to a moving truck. And I'm like, okay.
0: You're like, I can do whatever you're asking <laughs> yeah. me to
1: do. I was like, sure, no problem." And he goes. So he kind of paused for a minute and he goes, "Um," he's like, listen, not to offend you, he goes, but a lot of people in Hollywood say they can do something and can't do it. And he was like, so can you come over and just do a little demo for me? I'm like, yeah. So I flew out to L.A. because I was in Florida at the time. So I flew out to L.A., met him the next day at a dealership, pulled out. He goes, what bike do you need? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just give me some sport bike. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's what I did every single day. I rode motorcycles better than I can walk, you know. And so anyways, I got on the bike, did a little demo for him. And he was like, all right, I apologize. I should never said anything.
0: <laughs> you proved you know, him wrong. Yeah.
1: And, and so he and I hit it off, got along great. He's an awesome guy. And we've been working together every day, every day since.
0: Wow. So was, yeah. did he already have the company No, you No, he
1: and I started it together. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. okay. All right. Can you tell us how you guys came up with the name of the company?
1: So, so Mike came up with the name. Um, the 5150 Action is our company name. 5150 is a police code in California for crazy person on the loose or uh, danger yourself and others. So the concept is basically, you know, we're an action company. When we come on set, like, we're a danger. Like, yes. watch out, you know. And so it all makes sense and it all kind of fits in the place.
0: Yeah, no, I like yeah. the name. I like the name. Kyle, is there anything else you want to share? Things that we should know about stunts? You know, favorite projects that you worked on? Just anything else you want to share?
1: Uh, Favorite projects? I mean, I, I have, you know, I'm the kind of guy that tries to find the positive in everything. So I, there's a lot I like about a lot of things we do. And I just try to forget about the things I don't. I really am having a great time actually working on this project with John. John is awesome. I love John. Good. He's funny. He lets you be creative. He expects the best out of you, which Mm -hmm. he should, you know, and he's just a great and easy guy to work for. Um, As far as people and stunts, getting kind of flashing back to what you said before or asked about before is getting into the business. Once you're in the union, the, the union doesn't get you jobs. You have to network to get jobs, right? So basically there's a stunt coordinator and he hires everybody. The more people you get to meet... That get to know you and actually know you can do a lot of things, then the more chances you have of working. Because in order to get a job, someone has to vouch for you, you know. And so you can't just be like, oh, I have my SAG card. I want to be a stuntman. You need to, you need to actually meet at least, if if not coordinators, at least meet well-known stuntmen who are, if their uh, reputation is high enough where they're respected, where they can say, hey, this guy's good. I know he has no credits, but this guy's really good. Mm -hmm. Then that's, you know, that's a great way to work. And once you work for that coordinator, he goes, oh man, that guy did a great job. I'm gonna hire him again on this and on that and on that. And so that's. But typically, it takes about five years before people can usually quit their day job to actually start making money as a, like, you know, a living as a stunt guy. Really? Because it takes that long to, to either get enough credits and or network yourself. Wow. So, yeah. most people have a day job.
0: I never thought of it like that because, I mean, for the other crew, you know, you can just do this every day, you know, for the most part, like, right. you're working on every day for about three, four months. Yeah, that's, that's
1: the thing is, is, that's what we call that run a show. Um, t- very r- few people are, are run of show. Typically, it's like you see these people. We hire them for a scene. They come in. They're here for a day or a week, yeah. and they're gone, and they're technically unemployed until they can find another job. Until someone calls them again.
0: Is it much harder to find work as a stunt person than a regular actor? You think?
1: Oh, that's a that's a good question. That I don't know. Um, I don't know because actors are so featured, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe if you're some kind of like really common B actor, where you're like pop up on all these other things, maybe that's a different story. But stunt people it's a lot of, it's, it's that's a, i don't know i really don't know the accurate answer to that question yeah. um but it's hard it's hard to get work as a stunt guy unless you have a special skill like if we are doing a motorcycle for instance on bad boys we needed to hire um i mean to hire about 10 to 15 sometimes 20 motorcycle stunt people people who could do wheelies or on dirt bikes and four wheelers and whatnot that really limits the talent pool that we're going for so yeah. instead of you know ten thousand stunt people in america all of a sudden there's only you know 50 that we can call and some of those people might be working on other shows
0: so now you only got 20
1: yeah and you just you have to deal with what you have to deal with Um, and so that's a tough thing but if they're like on a Transformers for instance they're like uh, we did uh, one Transformers and it was supposed to take place in like uh, Hong Kong uh, you know China or Hong Kong and so there was a scene that we needed all Asian people. So we hired every Asian stump person <laughs> there was. And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like are you good? How it was many like were there. Are you Asian? Yes. Okay, you're working tomorrow. You know what I mean? There was um, over over hundred and fifty people we had per scene.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: just nuts. And it's just Asian people running all the way. It crazy. didn't
0: matter how good they were. Just no, like...
1: because the thing is we knew so we'd have like, say, ten that were just fantastic yeah. and they'd be like our front people all the time. The rest of the guys would just need to be near danger, but not really in danger, you know?
0: Do you think I mean, now you see in Hollywood more diversity, more roles for minorities. Do you think the same thing with uh, stunt people? Like, are you starting to see more diverse, you know, like women or minorities come into stunts or do you still feel like it's majority?
1: No, well, I mean, stunt like the stunt people, there's there's way more like, you know, between five, nine and six, two white guys. And that's like, that's the business. That's what it is. Right. So I think it's actually the opposite. It's tougher for white guys to get a job than it is for minorities because there less in, yeah, there's less, yeah, because there's less minorities. So like, if you say, Hey, I need, I want, I need to get a black guy to, you know, say high dive off of whatever, blah, blah, Well, now there's only say 50 guys that you are going to be able to call because there's probably a lot more, um, there's probably a lot more people in the industry that, that I, that I don't know of, you know, but we only look on a couple different websites to find people. And so they're not right advertising far. on any of those websites. Uh, action biz is one spelled with an X. I stunt and uh, stunt phone. Okay. Those, we usually use those three websites. And if they're not on there, like, say, for instance, we're doing an all-African-American scene, I'd be like, all right, the African-Americans, it's going to come up. And if you're not on that website, I don't know you. Mm. So I can't, I don't know where I'm going to hire you, you know? So I think that they, and, and now, especially the way movies and stuff are going, well, right now, actually, it's it's mostly like um, Middle Eastern people, you know, that, that look, because there's always those kind of like yeah. the war movies of Middle Eastern. So a lot of those people are, are getting a lot more work. But I think that if... Like for women, women in general—not even ethnicity-based—but women are typically not known for driving in in the stunt business. They're usually known for like looking good and falling down. But the reality is, if a woman can learn how to uh, how to drive really well and drive a motorcycle, she 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 can work forever, like never not work. Because I mean, you need those things, and underwater, you need those things all the time. Because people don't have it. The are same you
0: hearing this, ladies. Yeah,
1: and and the same goes for any ethnicity. Like if you can drive a car. And drive a motorcycle and you can learn a fight scene you're going to work all the time if you take any of your the easiest way and someone once said this to me is watch a watch a um if you want to know want to learn what you need to do to be a stuntman watch an action movie pick one of the stars and really pay attention to what does that person do in a movie typically it's a fight scene driving a car maybe a motorcycle and sometimes underwater stuff. That's like the mm. most common situation. So if you can it master sounds very those... very simple
0: when you put it like that.
1: Yeah, just break it down like that. If you can master those, now you just upped your chances to working big time because you have the most common traits. Now, when it comes to fighting, that's a different story because you know, just because you got in a fist fight when you are younger doesn't make doesn't you a fighter you on fight, movie. Yeah. Right, because there's movie fighting and real fighting. You, a lot of times we'll deal, deal with like UFC guys and people who can clearly knock your head off, but they're terrible on camera because their form is so tight and it's so close... They're used to really getting punches thrown at them and it doesn't look right it on camera. Bad. Then you get some other guy who's like if you take a, a, like a dancer you can teach them to fight way better than you can teach a martial because arts choreography, guy
0: choreography do you think It's that's...
1: exactly choreography because that's all it really is is choreography and you understand manipulating your body better than, than a real boxer would mm-hmm. and it just looks so much better when you have a dancer do a fight. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, the only right. thing sometimes it doesn't doesn't relay and it happens a lot with women, is a lot of women don't have the aggression. That they like, they don't they get need. angry. Like, you it's need too to, soft. Yeah, you need yeah. to learn how to, like, you got to think, like, I'm going to kill that thing. You know. Yeah. And like men can do it easier, I think, than women. But once you teach a woman that part of it, that's they're better, so much better.
0: Wow. All right, one last thing. What was the coolest scene that you guys got to shoot on Bad Boys?
1: Man, there's so many. All uh, right, two.
0: Give us the, the two coolest scenes that you guys got to do. Or what did they involve?
1: I think okay. My favorite scene uh, in in Bad Boys is the there's a chase, a car chase that happens. Uh, Will's driving; it's a Porsche. He's driving this blue Porsche down in South Beach, and so we really did get nuts on the streets. I mean, really, really did some crazy really? stuff. Yeah, there was. You guys
0: were closing down.
1: Oh yeah, closing down all kinds of roads. People everywhere. We were on, on the on the strip, like literally on South Beach, on the strip. Like I would say, hundreds of extras. And and they're all on the side. And it's over exaggerated Miami, right? So everybody's in thongs and stuff yeah, like that, of you know, right? <laughs> and so they're walking around and we're we're just doing all kinds of crazy head on near misses and all this stuff on the beach. Then we get onto the beach, driving all crazy in the car, and then we get off the beach and we're driving again and, and I mean the car spins around, it's backwards most of the time. It's just the craziest thing. You'll see it when you watch the movie. It's it's but I liked it just because it was so different. A lot of the yeah. chase happens in reverse, which when does that ever happen? Yeah. You know?
0: What's cool. in reverse?
1: Yeah, the guy he whips around because the chase was about, the director's notes on this was, I don't want to just do a regular car chase. I want it I want to do something smarter because Will's smart. He's a smart yeah. character. So hmm. there, it needs Good to be to a, put it. a smart looking, like he doesn't just do reckless things because they're also cops. They don't want to put people in danger. So the moves he do he does need to be more tactical and smarter. And they wanted the chase to look in the beginning like...
0: Smart directors.
1: Yeah, very, very Because they
0: know what their character is. They are very what smart Those guys, thinking.
1: they impressed me a lot, those guys. But they wanted the chase to look in the beginning. You're not really sure what you're seeing as the viewer. You you think you're seeing, um, and I'm not sure how they ended up editing it. But the way it was talked explained to us, they wanted the audience to view it as if the police were chasing um, Will, and you didn't really know why or what was going on. And then towards the end of it, you realize they're not. And mm-hmm. then he ends up. You think he's chasing somebody. It's like it's like you think the police are chasing Will. Then you think Will's chasing somebody. Then you realize he really is doing this whole thing to get to the hospital because. Um, Martin Lawrence is, uh, one of his relatives is having a baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was a
1: weird thing. Yeah. But it wasn't like, his. it's, I'm probably not giving it any justice the way I'm describing but it. When but when you see it, you, you'll understand when you see it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think, you know, seeing bad boys one and two, or if you haven't seen it, you know, Michael Bay, do you think these directors did it, did it justice? Do you feel like they
1: definitely did? Michael Bay is a, um, he's an all eye candy, 100% big action type of guy. Yeah. He's he cares more about that than a story, and I might be misspeaking when I say that, but that's what it appears to me. Um, these guys were the opposite; they were caring much more about the story. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering one day on set, and I'm like, man, I don't know. This is like this is a totally different vibe, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not really sure what to think about this. And then I go. Did and you I work watch
0: on any of the other ones?
1: Uh, no. The, okay. So then I go back and I watch the playback, and I'm like, wow, like these like, guys are know. talented. Yeah, and they were. I didn't realize what they were doing. They were capturing it a different way. But man, they did an awesome job. So I'm excited to see that. And I hate to say it. I typically don't see a lot of the movies we work on. I'm excited to see that one. And I'm excited to see this one. This one? Awesome.
0: Well, there you guys have it. Kyle is excited to see A Quiet Place 2 and Bad Boys 3. So, Kyle, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this conversation. I learned so much. My mind is blown by some of the things you just said. But thank you so much for running over here into the trailer and talking (laughs) to me. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, Kyle, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm going
1: to go run back to to the set. Yeah, I got to go over there too. (laughs) guys,
0: make sure you listen to this episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, and keep on listening for more episodes of the Crew Only Podcast. Thank you all so much. (laughs) Oh 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 oh